everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you just got done seeing a really good movie, and now... You want to talk about it with your best good buddies. And of course, as always, I am joined by my best good buddies. So let me introduce you to them. First up, you know him, you love him. It's the man, the myth, the legend. Hey, it's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. (laughs) And of course, you know her. She's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented. Hey, it's Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. Guys... Star Wars month is finally here. Yeah, it Dis- is. Disney Plus cranked up. It had a lot of Star Wars content. I saw so many people um, tweeting and Facebooking and Instagramming, talking about all of the uh, uh, shows and, and movies that they were rewatching in anticipation for Rise of Skywalker. And we decided as a team. We decided that this was going to be a Star Wars centric episode. It's our Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. And no, we will not be singing about Life Day or but there will be no musical number by Jefferson. Hey, hey, hey guys, but I, I trained so hard for that. Aww. I spent all day practicing. I have the world's most useless talents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. yeah you do but you know what though but you know though it's still it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun episode i like these episodes just to kind of you know backtrack a little bit i like these episodes um that are just like focused on one particular thing i am too Um, yeah because you know what i've noticed and i and i was looking at the i was looking at the algorithms uh in podbean and those episodes that we focus in on just one particular movie, um, they're usually uh, very well received. Yeah. To the point that they are like some of our most popular episodes. And I don't know if that means that we need to just focus on one one movie, but then I feel like, you know, then everyone doesn't get the love, you know? Yeah. I feel but like- then we can... We have a formula going where we do like the trailer roundup, we do the reviews, but I do think we should do more often episodes that are centric around a certain franchise or a certain, just a singular movie. Yeah. And I, th- cause I think that there are, there are definitely like some, some movies like A Rise of Skywalker where there's a plethora of things that we can talk about, not just that movie um, as we're going to talk about tonight, uh, but we're also going to look at some of the extended universe and also, you know, the saga as a whole, um, and s- which potentially could lead to a shorter episode. But I mean, our episodes are, are ranging around two hours now, so <laughs> I don't think anyone will complain. It's perfect uh, for a long car ride. And since, y'all, since this is a Star Wars-centric episode, I feel obliged to bring this up. Marcus, do you remember what had just been released on the very first popcorn prattle that I joined you and Cal- uh, Calvin on? I do not. It was... I try to wipe it from my memory. <laughs> it was the release 
of the teaser trailer to The Force Awakens. You know what? I think I remember that because I think I think very specifically I was like I told Calvin I said we got to bring my friend Steven on because I'm sure he has a lot to say about uh about The Force Awakens trailer and sure enough you did and you just never left. Oh wait, as that was a one-time invitation. Tried to get rid of you. Yeah, technically it was supposed to be a one-time invitation. Oh, I'm just, just I'm just that guy who camped out and never left. Yeah, you're that guy. You're that guy that like we invited over, like, hey man, like sleep on the couch for a little bit, and then you just never left. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying I I drove Calvin away? Possibly. Oh God, no. He's not here, so I'm gonna speak for him. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> and then I had to bring Lindley in because you were driving me crazy. Well, also female demographic. Also female. Yeah. I'm sorry. Be more diverse, Stephen. What? 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 Be 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 more diverse. I wear glasses. Stop being a white male. <laughs> Stop being a <laughs> cis white male, Stephen. I, I, I can't help it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well guys, I I am excited to get started in this. So, let me do my obligatory uh everyone as you're listening to this. Please understand this. We are film lovers, okay? We're not going to be pretentious. We're going to talk about the things we like, we're going to talk about the things we don't like. You're going to agree with some of them. You might disagree with us and you know what that's okay that is what makes this podcast awesome but if you like this podcast i want you to do me a favor i want you to go to apple Podcasts. i want you to go to podbean spotify or iHeartRadio. go to every place that you can absorb a podcast and i want you to subscribe i want you to like i want you to comment um all those students who uh, in those last days of school, you found out that I have a podcast and now you guys are all listening to it because you really wanted to know what we were saying about Star Wars. That's a true story, by the way. Um, do your homework, <laughs> kids. Well, they're done. They're like, they, they don't want to do homework. They're on winter break. So they can just spend all their time listening to us. Yes. Yeah. Listen to us. Because Listen. teenagers have nothing else to do with their lives. Exactly. Hey, hey. Except listen <laughs> to some 20, 30-year-old, 20, 30-something-year-olds talk about nerd stuff. Hey, And we hey, do it hey. so well. We do it you, well. You know who their favorite person was? Me. Yeah. Ah! They, actually, it was. They were like, they were like who's that girl? I said, that's Who's my that friend Lindley. They were like, oh, she's awesome. I was like, what? Are you ki- are you kidding me? Like, I like first off, I'm your teacher. Second off, I'd give you a Steven story every other day. You just heard this girl. And they're like, yeah, and we like her. I'm the best. Follow me at, at Little Lottie on Insta. Okay, I'm all right, cool. Lindley. That's I'm at cool the end. The okay, that's the outro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're going to be like, do you make a TikTok? Oh, no. I love you, teens, but I'm not going that far. Oh, oh you already lost them. No! TikTok is their life, so. I know a TikTok song. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm not entertaining this. I'm not entertaining this. I gotta okay? win the teens back, Marcus. 
Well, you know what? You know what's going to win the teens back? Talking about some Star Wars. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't, we, no, no, we I'm not paying George Lucas more money. I'm not, I'm not paying him more money. Um, guys, without further ado, and gilding of the lily, Stephen, Lindley, are you ready? Ready. All right, guys, let's prattle. So let's first off, before we get into the very controversial rise of Skywalker, let's talk about Mando. This is the way, this is the way. I have spoken. There are so many great quotes from the Mandalorian. Can we just, can I just say, the Mandalorian is fantastic. It's, it's the best thing that is a Star Wars right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hands down. I think, I think it's universally loved. It's constantly trending. Baby Yoda is, a matter of fact, I I listened to um, this podcast on my way to work and they were saying how Hasbro was mad at Disney. Because Why? they didn't tell them about Baby Yoda <laughs> before the Christmas season. And they were like, we could have made so much money. Oh, but Which everybody, is true. everybody on Etsy who makes handcrafted things are like banking right now. I saw a crocheted Baby Yoda going for like $1,000 on Etsy. That is crazy. But people will pay. People will pay that amount to have their own little Baby Yoda. Well, and Baby Yoda's just such a, it's its such a cool little character. And it's so and it's still so mysterious. Like, I love that they haven't explained anything about Baby Yoda. No. It makes you like want to tune coming, in every though. week. Sorry, go ahead. I feel like that's coming in this, in the season finale. That they'll that they'll finally like reveal a little something Just and then to get us into bit. season two. Yeah. Yeah. I think and I think that's smart. You know, don't don't give I feel like too many too often you get TV shows that want to tell you everything. They want to give you every little secret. And it's like, no, that's bad marketing. Because yeah. if you tell me about Baby Yoda, I might stop watching it. Because either I'm satisfied with it and I'm like, well, I don't need to know anymore, or I'm dissatisfied with it, so I don't want to hear anything else. Mm-hmm. You keep making me want a little bit more, which Just is what I'm going to talk about a little bit in Rise of Skywalker, because <laughs> maybe they should have followed that same thing a little bit. Well, I can't really say too much about The Mandalorian, but I happen to be married to someone who can, and she is right here. Hi, Lily. Hi, Marcus. Hi, hey, Anna. So tell us what, you, what your thoughts of The Mandalorian are. Uh, you know, since Steven apparently does not watch it. <laughs> you know, I'm enjoying it, and yeah, I don't know, I might get some heat for this, but it kind of, it gives me um, Firefly vibes a little bit. I can see that. It's just... A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's pretty good. Um... Yeah. Is there anything in particular that you are that you're liking about it? Maybe it's like the story or just like the visuals. Oh no, it's just Baby Yoda. <laughs> it is solely. I mean, solely Baby Yoda. It's the Baby Yoda show. 
<laughs> it kind of is. It, it really kind of is. But no, what do you think is the the secret behind Baby Yoda? Anna? You know, I really haven't thought about it that much yet. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I have to be honest. I am appreciating um, sort of the Mandalorian lore and their religion and stuff. I think that's really interesting. Oh my gosh! This yeah. is the way. This is the well, way. We don't know. We don't because we really don't know anything and i and i think that was the i think that's the crazy thing about this show is that um and it's something i want to i want to definitely bring up when we talk about the the skywalker saga as a whole mm-hmm. but we really don't know anything about this world that we live in outside of the jedi and the skywalkers no we don't and i was i was thinking as i was watching the mandalorian um Mm-hmm. That you know, he's part of this interesting religion. That's also it's sort of a, um, it's it's his profession. It's also his religion. It's it's kind mm-hmm. of complex, and it seems to me that this sort of world that's so fragmented, um, after like the empire and everything, it seems like religion would actually thrive in that kind of universe. So it makes sense. Like if you think about it, people are looking for a tribe um, to survive and stuff. So um, I think that's kind of realistic and makes it very interesting. That's an, that's an interesting thought. And I like where you're going with that. It's, it's interesting to see how after Return of the Jedi, after the Empire was defeated, everything isn't sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. Like, there are still dark corners of the galaxy being explored. And especially now with Luke, that the Jedi are rising again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would have people who are not capable of being Jedis, that they would seek some sort of organization or religion like the Jedi is that they can be a part of. Mm-hmm. I, ooh, that's a really interesting thought. You know, and, and to kind of add to that, I remember seeing, a, like, a couple of years ago, I saw a meme. I think it was around, like, when Rogue One came out. Someone pointed out, that like, if you think about it, the Empire leaving was horrible for their economic system. Oh, yeah. You know, because they, it's like, because even, even in The Mandalorian, they say, like, like I can only pay you in imperial credits, and he's like, "Well, that doesn't Which do is me any good now. anymore, right?" So, you know, the rebels, like as much as we love them, and we're like, "Oh yeah, we support you," at the end of the day, they staged a coup without any sort of thought as far as, "Well, what happens next?" Mm-hmm. Hey, I and I think that's and I think that's interesting. I think that's I think that's something that. Star Wars desperately needed in order to really kind of flesh out their world. Um, God, I really want to say my my big point because I found like I found I found it, guys. I found the biggest flaw with Star Wars, um, but I'm saving it. I'm saving I'm saving the knockout punch. Now I have for... this image of Palpatine <laughs> singing the reprise of "You'll Be Back." Be like, what comes next? <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker, I know him. That's that little guy who chopped me in half. <laughs> Can we make this happen? When instead of Hamilton, it's and, just Hamill. <laughs> when he can't remember Luke's name, he just calls him Choppy. I am here to rescue you. I said that I am here to rescue you. <laughs> 
But um, have you guys noticed that in The Mandalorian, uh, it seems like, and it's been a few days since I saw them, but I binged them all at once. It seems like episodes maybe three through five could be watched in any order. Yeah, and I think we talked about that, how it's not, it's nice having the little side quest episodes. There are some that are definitely stronger than the rest, but it's nice to see him do, you know, do his thing in different situations. There is a reason for that, and I and I, I guess I just, I just realized that after seeing an article about it, um, there's a massive time jump in between each episode. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, like a lot more than what we maybe initially thought. Like, so I was reading an article and it was saying that um, the I, I I'm you know names kill me, but uh, the the Nick Nolte's character, right? Yeah, the, the uh, I have this spoken. like I have spoken guy. He makes mention of he's like, oh, I thought he would have the the young and would have grown since the last time I saw him. Yeah. Well, if we were to think that each episode was like a week, there's no reason for him to say that. Unless his species so, is kind of like, I don't know, grows up in a week. Well, and he assumes well, everyone's not like really because if he's 50 years old, <laughs> wait, what if this is a clue? Because the the Empire wants their their hands on Baby Yoda or whatever right. he is. And this is going to go into some spoiler territories into episode seven. Wait, 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 hold on a second. Before we before you before you say this, okay. I wanna I wanna preface this episode with this. I should have opened with this. This episode will have spoilers. What? This episode oh, will well, this I'm, episode will have spoilers. Well, I don't know what I'm doing here then. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I just, I've seen it. <laughs> I just I just want I just want people to know like hey, this is the Star Wars centric episode post Rise of Skywalker. We're going to share our thoughts and opinions and the only way that we're going to do that is if we unshackle ourselves, okay? Like we're like we're in Naruto. All right. We got to take those weight we got to take those weights off and we got to fight Gara. What, all right. What? So what? what language is that? Why did you listen, bring Naruto listen, into this? Listen, listen, The nerds understood what I was saying. Lindley, please proceed. Spoiler, spoil away. Spoilers for episode seven. So the the Empire catches up with them, and they seem very keen on getting this one entity into their hands. And from what we had seen in previous episodes of him seemingly being experimented on, and you know, of Baby Yoda force choking the, oh shoot, what's her name? The Gina Carano's character. Yeah. <laughs> force choking her during a arm wrestling match with Mando. What if Baby Yoda is an experiment? Like, what if he's, because of what they were saying about like, oh, I thought he would have grown. What if he's genetically modified? What if he's Stitch from Lilo and Stitch? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Execute order 626. <laughs> my my only issue with that, Lindley, is that Nick Nolte's character would then have to know that he's an experiment to say that line. 
my so my my thing is I feel like several months have passed mm-hmm. because also how did the empire take over that outpost so quickly when they're when they're pretty much they were in hiding you know what i mean they were in hiding and then all of a sudden like they killed every bounty hunter and they're like we now own this outpost i think that is something that takes a lot longer than a di- like 2 weeks to do I feel like that I feel like that outpost was I feel like this whole series has been like over the course of a couple of months and every episode is like 3 months later, 2 months later okay. or like 4 week or like 3 weeks later or something like that. You know what I mean? Because then that cuz then that makes more sense on like why Mando by the time we get to this episode, he's like I'm tired of running. It's like, bro, you've only been running for like a week. <laughs> like if hey. you think like if you think of it all takes place in a week you're like bro you've only been uh, running for a week you know, no i've been running for a couple of months a week of running would make some of us very tired mando well he's got armor that adds a lot of weight he's got <laughs> he's got that armor he's got that beskar steel you know what this <laughs> what the series kind of reminds me of it reminds me a little bit of the ewok movies but much better did you guys ever see yeah. those? Yeah. They they weren't that great, but they were kind of they, they were they were the movies that you begged and begged your mom to rent Star Wars from the VHS rental place because you were too little to, you know, and there wasn't streaming and stuff. And then she mm. comes home and instead of like mm, The Empire Strikes Back, she has one of the Ewok movies and you're kind of disappointed. <laughs> you're a little one dis- of the two Ewok One of movies. the two and um you're a little disappointed, but you'll settle for it because at least it's Star Wars and you're 11 and it's still kind of exciting. <laughs> That's very true. And That's very true. It's, it's got a lot of cuteness and, but, you know, some, some action and adventure too. But yeah, it, it made me a little nostalgic for those, except I, I think I'm enjoying The Mandalorian a lot more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well... Anna, thank you so much. You're welcome. For I'm gonna regaling often. us with your presence. Thank you. All right. And we hope you enjoy the finale of The Mandalorian next week. Oh, oh yeah. I'm. I. I. Yeah. I didn't know that was gonna be the finale. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Next Yikes. week is the finale. Okay. Well. I know, right? What a what a oh. cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll turn you back over to Stephen. This is the way, Anna. Bye, guys. Anna has spoken. Oh, it's always great to have Anna on the air. Oh, that was a nice little surprise. Steven, tag out. We want Anna back. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want Anna back. Okay. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I think she has... I feel like Dave's somewhere being like, yes, thank you. (laughs) Hey, Dave. I'm not the only female. (laughs) See, Steven, that's the diversity we're talking about. (laughs) Not just one girl, but... Two. Two girls. Well, you're still a guy, though. Yeah, but I'm black. <laughs> but bam! Well, ste- you stepped on that landmine, didn't you? <laughs> Do you have a problem with my skin color? No, I don't. But I feel like a lot of Star Wars fans did. And because of that... <laughs> A lot of, yeah, you you like that. You like that. 
you like that. I know you did. Some transition. Yeah. Um, but no, but it's, but, oh, but Lindley, Lindley, am I wrong, though, that it was very, it was very clear who the rise of Skywalker was made for? Oh, we're going to talk about it. Well, we're about to, we're about to talk about it. Audience, this is it. This is our main event of the evening. It's main event time. Rise of Skywalker. It has finally come out. And I we've we've all we've all got our fair share of thoughts. And the nice thing is, audience, for you, especially if this is your first time listening to the show, um, this is the first time where none of us, I feel, are going to Overall, I feel like overall we'll agree, but this is the first time we've ever watched a movie, and there are three sides. There is, I really loved it, I thought it was good slash okay, and I hated it. Hate is a strong word. Well, I strongly disliked it so much that I had to get a glass of wine. (laughs) Okay, that's much better. There you go. <laughs> we'll save hate for the mummy. <laughs> Slash Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's not... Uh, is it that level? No. No, Lindley, no. no. I'm not going to let you do that. No, no, no. I'm questioning myself, but I'm downing it. Oh. We'll get there. We'll get there with okay. my... Someone we'll ask that question first. again. We'll ask it at the end. Oh yeah. We'll ask it at the end if it was if it is a sui- I feel like Suicide Squad. I feel like you hate that movie with a passion. Oh, I, it's it's my second least favorite movie. My least favorite movie being the two thousand what seventeen what whatever time that movie came out. The Mummy movie with Tom Cruise. Sorry, Steven. I love you. I love Universal's Monsters Universe. I don't like that movie. <laughs> well steven why don't you why don't you kick us off um tell us uh tell us about what you thought of you know rise of skywalker please feel free to give us like a recap of you know of like what the movie's about um so that we don't have to keep repeating it and um and then we'll just go down the line so take it away you've prefaced this part with spoilers because it's kind of hard to talk about what happens right, yeah. without spoiling it. So Absolutely. So, audience, this is your last chance. I'm giving you to the count of three before spoilers commence. Three, two, one. Ray is a Palpatine. But, you know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> you call, But Stephen called that. I did. Stephen called that. Um, so let me give you a little bit of context here. Uh, the film is basically that Palpatine has returned uh, as basically this sort of phantom thing, almost like a, um, <coughs> a phantom don't say, menace. Don't you dare <laughs> say it. Um, Leave this podcast immediately. No. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, basically, everyone first. is looking for <laughs> him. The resistance is uh, trying to find him to destroy him. Uh, Kylo Ren finds him first, uh, and basically is seeking out Rey to destroy her, uh, or so he tells Palpatine. What he really wants to do, in true Sith fashion, is 
uh, unite her with him so that they can together destroy the Sith and rule the galaxy. Um, the Jedi. Huh? The Jedi. No, Kylo Ren and... Um, oh, Kylo Ren, excuse me. Yeah, Sorry. Kylo Ren, and he wants Rey to help him take down the Emperor, which is exactly what Darth Vader wanted, which is exactly what Darth Sidious wanted uh, Anakin to do with Dooku. So I love that nice little callback there. Um, hmm. A lot of stuff happens uh, that's really complicated, but basically, to quote uh, Poe Dameron, permission to blow stuff up. So, yeah, lots of lots of fun action. Let me give you my um, a little bit of context before I get into my opinion about the movie. Um, I have learned over several decades now not to care about the general public's thoughts on Star Wars. Um, when I was a little kid and saw The Phantom Menace, I loved it. I had no issues with it. I was a little kid. It was who that movie was made for. You get older, you realize it's not that good. That's fine. But I will never forget when I was a little older, Attack of the Clones was coming out. And somebody published uh, an article about it saying, um, it's not that good, but it's a million times better than The Phantom Menace. And I remember thinking two things. Like, first of all, people hated The Phantom Menace. Like, I just, that was just not an idea I had encountered. And then I was thinking, how in the world can you think Attack of the Clones is any level of good? To me, Attack of the Clones was the worst Star Wars movie. Um, yes. But for many, many reasons. Um, not that I hated it or anything, just I felt like it was the weakest. The story was all over the place. The acting was, well, uh, let's say the direction of the actors was bad. The visuals looked fake and everything. It just, it, I didn't like that one as much. But then Revenge of the Sith came out and all was forgiven because I love that movie. Um, but that leads me to my next point. When the original trilogy came out, people complained that The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, they weren't nearly as good as the first one. But then when the prequels came out, suddenly everyone was like, oh, they're nowhere near as good as the originals. And now that these newer ones have been coming out, people damn it, have been coming out of the woodwork saying, ugh, they're nowhere near as good as the prequels. And I'm like, where was this outrage when the prequels were coming out? And so with these three movies, this is basically how I approached each one. I avoided the hype. I just went in thinking, eh, okay, we'll see what this is. Because I'm going to be honest, this trilogy, when you get down to it, doesn't really need to exist. Um, from a storytelling standpoint, there's really no point. They could have easily just started over from scratch. That said, I'm glad they made them because I recognize that each Star Wars trilogy is intended for uh, that generation uh, that's growing up at that time. Just mm -hmm. sucks that our generation grew up at a time with the prequels, but um, so I always kind of looked at it like that going into each one, not psyching myself up. And I have loved this trilogy. I loved The Force Awakens. I thought it mm. was a great way to reintroduce the universe to the world again. Um, JJ said he wanted The Force Awakens. The reason it's so familiar to A New Hope is because he wanted to remind audiences what a Star Wars film was. 
Mm-hmm. Um, then came The Last Jedi, and I absolutely loved that movie uh, because it made bold choices that just weren't there in The Force Awakens. They made bold choices about the characters, um, and they really started getting at something that you uh, realized wasn't really there in the original trilogy, and it's that in the original trilogy, they only really start to scratch the surface of what the Force is and what it can do. Because you got mm-hmm. young Luke inexperienced, you got Darth Vader and Palpatine, two old guys kind of aging. You have Yoda, mm-hmm. but even he doesn't really do much other than train Luke. So that's what I've always kind of loved about this newer trilogy. So with that in mind, going into episode, what is this, nine, um, I went in, I did my best to avoid spoilers, but unfortunately with this one, I could not fully avoid those spoilers because almost immediately, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I was seeing so many people not only vent their outrage at the movie, but also spoiling what specifically they hated about it. And it was like, come on, guys. I respect if you didn't like the movie, but stop spoiling key plot points. Yeah, no matter what side you're on, everyone can agree. If you spoil Star Wars, you're a garbage human. Yes. Well, it's it's like, I mean, we should use the same protocol that we did with Endgame. Let people enjoy it and then make their own decisions. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's that when, when Anna and I went to go see it, I, I had this sinking feeling. I was like, this... Is this movie really as bad as they're saying? Um, so I went in just, you know, again, trying not to get myself typed. And the first few minutes of the film, I could see why uh, some people might not like it, specifically the editing at the beginning. Mm. But I'm going to take the stance that I actually loved the editing at the beginning because, and here's why, this is episode nine. Not three, not two. This is nine. We've sat through nine movies. They really need to just kickstart this thing off with a with a bang. And I loved it. That opening yeah. action scene is insane, and I loved it. Um, yes. The you could I think you could make the argument that the editing is awful, but I kind of take the opposite stance. It's like I really loved it. Um, yes. Yeah, it like it, it kickstarts off on a great adventure. There were a lot of shocking moments in this movie where it's like uh, I was still in that funk of is this movie going to go south or is it going to uh, really come together? And then the moment that got me was when Kylo Ren was doing that force projection with Ray. And then mm. like it's a tense moment already. But the thing that shocked me was the moment where he like yanks that necklace off of her with him and i was like that was the moment where me and my we and anna kind of looked at each other like oh shit (laughs) Um, it was a genuinely shocking moment and it really which they hint at sorry sorry i forgot you off steven but which they hint at in the last jedi they do if you remember there's a part where like kylo looks down at his hand and it's wet. Yes, yes. So that was something that they established very early on. So for anybody complaining about that, which I don't, I don't know, I don't know if you've seen that. I, I have not seen anybody complaining about it. But I no. seen they've established it. About that either. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was shocking. I um, 
really thought that was good, a great way to heighten the suspense. Um, mm. I just love the adventure they went on in this mm. one. I love that Ray basically gets pushed to her utmost limit. I love that the redemption story they set up for Ben uh, was completed. I was not expecting mm. a, a Han Solo cameo. Um, if I was going to level any real complaint about the film, and it's really more of a nitpick, mm. it would be, where was Rose? Thank you, dear we'll get, God. We'll get, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I, I, that was, a, that was a, my only real thing. I, I And it's not really something I'm complaining about. It's just I right. felt like she was such a major character in The Last Jedi, which, by yeah. the way, if you remember, I originally thought that that was kind of the weakest part of The Last Jedi. But I rewatched it not long ago and realized, you know what? I actually really do like this subplot. Um, mm -hmm. And... Uh, like seriously, go back and watch the Last Jedi. It's a, it's the, it is even better the second time when people watch it. Um, yes, it is. So yeah, that would really be it. Um, I don't really feel like the film quite manages to get to that point of justifying why we needed this trilogy from mm -hmm. a storytelling standpoint, other than uh, maybe an extended epilogue. But I did love, you know, the callbacks with the older Jedi. I loved the uh, conclusion. I thought they did pretty well with including Princess Leia via old footage. Uh, or I guess about the best they could have done. Because um, I know uh, we've seen some of those deleted scenes. So it was kind of surreal uh, seeing that. And I, I'm not going to, I'm not afraid to admit the moment where Princess Leia died was sad. But the moment mm. where Chewbacca gets down and starts uh, yeah. roaring, that's... that's when I lost it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was so emotional. Um, but yeah, just overall, I thought, I just really love the energy, the emotions. And here's, what, here's the main thing I'm trying to say. It reminded me of the first time I watched Return of the Jedi. Not that this movie is a rehash of Return of the Jedi. I did not feel that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it reminded me of the feeling of when I watched it when Luke finally uh, defeats the uh, he defeats basically not Darth Vader but he succeeds in redeeming him but also saying no to the dark side and there's that emotional farewell at the ending when I was a kid I cried over that and I got that same feeling here when we made it to the end of this one yeah. So those that would be my take on this movie. I really enjoyed it. Gotcha. Okay. Those are some solid points, Stephen. Yeah. I so I was the in between. Um I I want I want to preface it with this cuz I I got into a conversation with my friend Brian Will. Hey Brian. Hi Brian. Um, hey Brian. And in case in Hi, case Dave. he didn't hear it. Hey Dave. Um, <laughs> um, I, I was very much, um, I figured out something about the Star Wars universe and Brian helped me figure this out really, really well. Cause we were having a conversation about the last Jedi and I said, the last Jedi is not that bad. And Matt, as a matter of fact, it's probably the better of this newer trilogy than what people are giving it credit for because it actually gave the characters depth oh mm -hmm. 
We always want to talk about. I agree, hands down. Yes. We always want to talk about, you know, like, okay, so when Endgame came out, everyone got mad about Fat Thor. <clears throat> and my thing was, I was <laughs> like, listen, depression is a real thing. And depression manifests itself in several different ways. It can manifest in cutting. It can manifest in suicide. It can manifest in overeating and self-destructive patterns that way. Because you have to think to yourself, okay, wait a minute now, Thor, he's king. So, and he's and he's very much of the mindset of like, I, I killed Thanos, I did this, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, basically drink myself to death. I like that because I was like, you know what? There's somebody who's watching this movie right now who relates to that. Bringing it back to Last Jedi, the argument about Luke Skywalker and I was listening to another podcast. Um, there's a lot of podcasts talking about Star Wars this week, obviously. Um, and one of the things that someone mentioned was um, that Luke Sky they, they hated that Luke Skywalker wasn't the happy-go-lucky baby face. Like, I'm going to stand up and defeat the Jedi. They're like, they hated the fact that he threw the lightsaber. Yeah. This guy tried to be a master Jedi and failed. It made sense. There's a lot of things in The Last Jedi that make sense. Poe Dameron not being the the rebel leader. Guess what? It makes sense not for him for him not to be that way. Mm-hmm. It does because you have to I don't want in movie 2 for him to all of a sudden be super strong like I'm going to lead the armies I'm going to be Aragorn I'm going to be the king I'm going to be I'm going to be the king of Gondor again <laughs> no he has to earn that right like uh, you know taking it to professional wrestling you, you look at the there's this guy there was this guy named Daniel I, and I know I'm going all over the place but follow me guys Daniel this guy named Daniel Bryan nobody wanted him to be champion they had a storyline that lasted a whole year till it got to the Super Bowl of Wrestling, WrestleMania. That is when you gave him the title. And guess what? The crowd lost their minds. Why? Because you made me care about his journey. Poe Dameron's journey, that was necessary. So that you get that moment when he gives up hope and then they have the Avengers moment where it's like, Hey, Steve, on your left, and Poe looks up, and there's the entire, like, armada that shows up. Um, you, I, I, I felt invested because guess what? You gave me that, that arc. You kind of backtracked a little bit in this, which is what I'm going to talk about, but you gave me that arc. Rise of Skywalker, the only spoilers I saw were, was the Rey is a Palpatine. That, I did see that spoiler. Um, but yeah. also that this was an apologist letter to the super neckbeard fans who hated the fact that people like Finn were front and center. Hmm. People that hated that Ray was this super strong, like with the force, like she is definitely of the light side. They hated that. Because they wanted, they wanted Ben Solo. They wanted, they they wanted the cisgendered white dude 
to be the hero. And they hated the Rose thing. Rose is almost non-existent in this movie. Yep. Why? Because, I mean, it was like, because I, I, I'd watched The Last Jedi the night before. And I was like, and you know, when she's like, you know, we, we were fighting to save those things that we love. And she kisses Finn. And the whole time I'm like, ooh, like, this is going to be so interesting in the next episode. Because it's clear, like, Finn might have feelings for Rey or that Rey might have feelings for Finn. So what do you what do you do with that? What is this love triangle going to look like? They never referenced uh, a connection with Finn and Rey. And they never can. They never made a reference to a connection between Finn and Rose. It was like, I was like, I I literally was waiting for for Finn and Poe to kiss. <laughs> At that there point, was I was like, okay, well that's the only tension between those two. This they entire exactly. Movie. I was like, I was I like, mean, well that's the only. They had that's some the, great chemistry in this movie. They, that's one they of my did. compliments of the movie is yes. that Finn and Poe were really strong if not in a romantic sense but as a just the the bond between them you could tell how close they were that that's true Lindley but here's the thing but then Finn just kind of also fades into the background by the end of the movie Finn fades into the background I did not feel an emotional connection to Finn and then, and then, oh, oh my gosh! Like, I'm, it this just hit me. Then they did this like forced um, connection with the black stormtrooper because God forbid we have any sort of interracial relationship on screen. I was like, "Are you what? Wait, wait, what?" I was confused, and I know I said I was, I was like, I was like, I thought it was good, and I'm saying a lot of negatives, but these were things that I feel like they were, it was a problem. The Last Jedi, and I feel like it's because of The Last Jedi, and the Neckbeards were so angry about it, and there was nothing to be angry about, because you know what? Here is what I was alluding to when Anna was on the air. Star Wars, get ready, Neckbeards. Star Wars is an incomplete story. It always has been. And you're mad because The Last Jedi said that you were wrong about all the things that you came up with in your basements. <laughs> it's the truth. I want as that my on friend a shirt. Brian, That is beautiful, good sir. As my friend Brian pointed out, he said, Marcus, you got to remember, the original trilogy, there wasn't lore. There wasn't the internet. There was just a whole bunch of people making fan fiction. Mm -hmm. So that was a whole generation of fan fiction, like centric lore that then I'm like, so that's why the original, the, the, the second trilogy, the prequels, that's why that wasn't well received because it went against everything that all those people came up with. And then the new trilogy came out and people liked The Force Awakens, right? but only because it reminded them of a new hope. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. last Jedi, however, which we even, excuse me, we even said on the show, we were like, that is going to be, it's going to be the Empire Strikes Back. Like they're probably going to follow it beat for beat. And they didn't. They tried something new. They tried something completely out of the box. They were like, you know what? Let's see about this. Let's see if we can push the story in this direction. Let's give the audience something different to talk about. And then the neckbeards got mad, but I want to point out those same people that were complaining about The Last Jedi 
are not the people complaining about Rise of Skywalker. They're not. Because those people got what they wanted. They got the weak female protagonist, the weaker female protagonist. Yeah, Ray beat Palpatine at the end. That yeah, great. But it took Ben to save her in the end. This isn't a Wonder Woman moment, right? Where Steve go, he takes the bomb out. He basically punches the hole so that Wonder Woman can win. This was different. And anybody who says differently, I'm sorry, but you're wrong, okay? This is a different moment. You left Finn out in the cold. You left, you left Rose out in the cold. And, 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 and you can pat yourself on the back all you want to for like the two-second lesbian kiss to show diversity, but you, you had it. You had the diversity, and you, you were cowards. You were cowards about it. At the end of the day, maybe you know what? Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the maybe the Rise of Skywalker wasn't that great because now that I'm thinking, now that I'm really really dissecting it. Now I'm really digging deep into mm-hmm. it. It's it is it is a shame that you backed off of what could have been a great finale. You were cowards. You were cowards. You could you could have had something really strong, really positive. F the neck beards. Okay? If 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 your issue with this movie was uh, what The Last Jedi was, like, well, you know, it's not like what I thought it was. It's no, it's not. It's not just your universe. It's everyone's universe. And I'm and, and I'm and I'm tired of the gatekeeping, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the gatekeeping when it comes to the comes to the Star Wars universe. Like, stop it, okay? Like, I get it. You got picked on when you were younger, and then everybody, and now everyone's into it. But guess what? Isn't that what you wanted? Isn't it what you wanted to have Star Wars be socially acceptable with everybody? It is. Shut up and enjoy it. Enjoy the success. Let other people in, okay? If we want to put Rose into this movie, which... Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet from Ryan Johnson. He tweeted about uh, uh, Kelly Marie Chan. Mm-hmm. He tweeted about her what because he even he probably he probably looked at that movie and was like, "What did you do to this amazing character that I gave you? And you made her a small bit part, and then you you diminished everybody else. Like, how do you how how in the world do you kick off?" The first trailer has Finn front and center. How did the neckbeard scare you so much that you said, you know what? Mm, we really need to weaken his character. And Marcus, this this goes into my biggest issue and the reason why I, at this moment, because opinions change, but at this moment I am really disliking Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, this whole trilogy has been the tale of two directors. Yes. You had JJ, who I love Force Awakens. Yeah, and I yeah. And I get the criticism of like, oh, we just redid A New Hope. We've talked about it when the movie came out, how you needed, the fans had been so scarred by the prequels that they needed a, a dip into the familiar to get them back on board. 
I was really compelled by the characters. I love the story. It was just enough familiar to A New Hope without copying it. And I loved Force Awakens. Last Jedi came out, a different director who said, I see where J.J. was going. That's not my vision. Did his mm. own thing. I have... I ha- I, it, that movie has its problems. Right. But overall... But it still has some great moments. And it gives something... It teaches something good, especially about being everything's not black and white. Everything's not good or evil. Jedi, Sith. And I really liked that message. Yeah. Again, the movie had its problems. I'm not going to sit here and defend it and say it's a perfect movie. Right. But it's not the end of everything that some fans were saying. This movie is J.J. Abrams looking at Ryan Johnson, flipping him off, saying, you didn't do what I had set up in my movie? Okay, that's fine. I'm going to cram in everything I wanted into second in a second movie in this film while also making it its own chapter and also remaking Return of the Jedi at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so much that, like Rose, and the whole, you know, it's not just Jedi, it's not just Sith, it's not just bad, it's not just good, that was set up in The Last Jedi, which did, you know, the more I think, the, this movie is making me like The Last Jedi more. <laughs> <laughs> It took so much that was established. And Mm. Ryan Johnson did this a bit with Force Awakens. J.J. set up stuff. Ryan Johnson ignored it. Ryan Johnson set up stuff. J.J. completely ignored it. Especially with Mm. Rose, which makes me so angry because she's such a great character. And Kelly Murray Tran is a fantastic actress. And I cannot wait to see what she does past Star Wars. I don't want this to ruin her Hollywood experience because I want her to continue on in this. She needs to. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. She's probably not listening, but you're awesome. <laughs> well, we can't tag her because the, the, the next year the neck scared beard's... her off. Oh, stupid. And don't Ooh. say, and don't say people like that is uh, people who, you know, go off social media because of reactions like this are scared and weak. They're not. They're mm-hmm, doing this mm-hmm. for their own mental health and their sanity. They're smart and they are taking care of themselves. Back to Rise of Skywalker. So <laughs> It's it hard, threw, isn't it? <laughs> it's hard. So it threw stuff that Ryan Johnson had developed and was actually interesting out the window, crammed so much stuff in, and then added things... J.J. threw a whole bunch of his mystery boxes into this movie, one of which got opened. And that one, not crazy about, but fine, whatever. Ray isn't just a nobody. She's, she's a Palpatine. Great, even though that was never really established or built up to. It was just all fan theories that, oh, she's got to be someone. 
She has to because she's a main character, so she obviously can't be a strong Jedi in her own right. She has to be related to somebody. Mm. I think, honestly, so they set up. Wow, I didn't even think about that. mm -hmm, They set up things in this movie that I'm taking off my jacket. I was cold. Now I'm just the. I'm hot. Uh oh. Uh oh. The jacket's coming off. The sweater's. She's hulking out. She's hulking out. I love it. They set things up like the whole thing. Like Ray, there's something I got to tell you. Where are we going to tell her? Where are we going to tell her? Do we ever find out? No, but we can figure out it's I love you because that's still a thing. Uh-uh. Nope, nope. You, uh, JJ revealed uh, yeah, what was it was going to be. He was going to say, I never told you, but I'm force sensitive too. Oh, great, because we couldn't figure out that every time he said, I've got a feeling. I've got right. a feeling. <laughs> hey, Finn, do you have a feeling? Yeah. I'm. He's a, he's a discount Leia, which sucks. Not because of being a discount Leia, because if you're going to be a discount anybody, be Leia because she is amazing. And like Finn being force sensitive, I am all for that. But it was never really established. Like it, mm-hmm. maybe a tiny bit in Force Awakens. Nothing in Last Jedi, and then all of a sudden he's force sensitive. Great, no development as of this. Um, you know, Lando's daughter. That was never set up because they cut a whole bunch of the movie. They snipped a lot of it out from what I've heard. The reason Lando was on that planet, he stayed there because that's where his daughter went missing. Were we going to explain that? No. We're going to cut it out of the movie. I didn't pick that up in the movie. No, not at all. That's what that weird... That that's what that weird scene between them was supposed to be, but they cut so much out of the movie. Wow! That it was never established, and it's just weird. I that's love that dumb. new character. I love that new character, and I feel like let's not make that romantic, but let's have a bond between her and Finn, having gone through something so traumatic as being stolen as a child yes. and made forced into the military against their will. Like, I love that connection. Let's not make it romantic as they were alluding to. But I think a lot of things were alluded to in this movie without any sort of development. Mm -hmm. Including Palpatine himself. Was Palpatine behind anything? Apparently, he's behind this whole thing. Palpatine has been behind this whole shebang he was behind <laughs> snoke he was behind the, the them being connected fine so the opening the first sentence of the opening crawl is the dead speak because apparently palpatine is going to announce to the in- entire galaxy hey guys so surprise bet you thought you'd see the last of me <laughs> I'm back and I'm doing something uh, evil, so y'all better be ready. Does that sound like Palpatine to you? Does that sound like the guy who snaked his way into being friends with the Jedi, to getting a bond with Anakin, to sneaking his way to be the ultimate power of the Senate? Mm -hmm. Him in his zombie form, which 
again, there are good things about this movie. They made him look terrifying. That makeup is fantastic. I'll give it that. Yeah. But that's, there's more to Palpatine than just being, I'm evil. Order 66, good. I feel your anger. (coughs) (coughs) I can only Palpatine so much. Oh my God. He's force choking Lindley. (sighs) So, again, things were developed, things were thrown in apropos of nothing. And it's all because it was trying so hard not to be the last Jedi. And the movie, what could have been a satisfying and meaningful into the Skywalker trilogy or Mm -hmm. the Skywalker saga, it had the potential. It had everything it needed to. It had the characters. It had the emotion behind it. It had so much potential. But because of hubris and competitiveness between these two directors... It suffered so much, and it breaks my heart. That being said, I know I've raged on this movie, but I do want to give some positives. Because I I came out of this movie, like Ray, I was fearful of what I was becoming. I was so angry when I walked out of this movie. I was like, I don't want to be this person. I don't want to be a neckbeard. I don't want to be that angry Star Wars fan who just hates on everything. No, it's still Star Wars. This movie did not ruin Star Wars for me. Star Wars is still so special to me in my life. So I'm going to give some positives. Uh, one being, I really love the chemistry between Finn and Poe. Their rapport mm-hmm. was really strong. And even, it felt like Finn, Ray, and Poe, you could you can sense their friendship. Yes. You could sense how strong they make each other. And I really mm. did appreciate that. Like, they're friends. Yes. And I really appreciate that. Leia was done very well, to a point. Um, I'm not sure. I uh, forgive me. I'm not well versed in the um, in the Star Wars novels or the extended canon. I don't know if if in the extended canon Leia does train as a Jedi. I know it, it's very it's obvious that she is force sensitive, and I guess we could have got some idea that she trained as a Jedi when she carried Poppins back into the ship in Last Jedi. But to say, oh, Leia was training as a Jedi, here's her lightsaber, but she gave it up because she saw her dead son? Felt It felt a little tacked on. But I love the idea of her picking up where Luke left off in race training. Well, you gotta, you gotta remember too, um... A lot of the canon that was made before in the past, a lot of it was kind of wiped away yeah. going into the new trilogy. So yeah. even if they even if they said something, because I think there was like, I think there were books or something that said that she trained as a Jedi. If, if, if they're saying in Rise of Skywalker, she trained as a Jedi, it is officially official canon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I, Baba Frick is one of the greatest things in the <gasps> Star Wars universe. I yes. love Baba yes. Frick. 
Yes. <laughs> um, I love Baba Frick. I loved. I love Dio. I love how mm. he wasn't. He wasn't just there to sell merchandise. He supposedly had a purpose, but then that purpose was thrown out the window. <laughs> but I love Dio. I love him just going, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I like the two, that too. The two characters I have related mo- most to in 2019 are Forky, because I'm trash, and Dio. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Lindley, you were um, just you were watching this movie and constantly saying, No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank Thanks, you. I hate it. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Thanks, Lindsay Ellis. Um, so that was good. Here's one thing that this movie did, but then hmm. shot it down real quickly. Mm-hmm. I was not a, I was not into Raylo. I was so against. Thank you. I was so against. Oh my god, the whole Lily, Thank you so much. Raylo sh- shipping, and I have friends who are Raylo shippers. That that's fine. I was never on that board because, in my mind, Kylo Ren was a punk that needed to get slapped. This movie, though, I will hand it to them. It did. It got me to start caring about not necessarily a romantic relationship, but the bond okay. that they shared. Okay, I agree. I mean, I agree. part of me I... could part of me could kind of see it. Like I began to accept Raylo. I wasn't mad at Raylo. I began to accept it though, especially if the movie had had the courage to do what Ryan Johnson was setting up about how it's not light and dark. If they, you know, came together and made something that wasn't just Jedi, wasn't just Sith, but learned to balance. This whole this whole trilogy has been about the balance of the Force mm-hmm. and trying mm-hmm. to achieve that balance. And it started to get me on board with this bond and a possible balance of the Force. And actually, and seeing, Lindley... And seeing Kylo, you know, start to have that redemption arc. I believed it! I believed it, I accepted it, and then the ending happened. Lindley, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead, go ahead. But it would have been actually, it would have finally made the prophecy make sense Mm -hmm. that Ben is the one to bring balance to the Force if he, by sacrificing himself, he then tells, he explains to Rey, like, hey, there is no light. There was no dark. There was just balance. It's it, that that is the prophecy. That is the one who will bring balance to the force. I I didn't think he it... teaches somebody how to do it. They accept that lesson, and then the Skywalkers die. Which I I didn't think about that about about Ben explaining there is no light, there is no dark. It's just this. Mm-hmm. Um, but here. The, the ending is where it really lost me because it became the exact ending of Return of the Jedi of yep. the the light sides friends are in danger and they're losing and the Emperor would be like strike me down and I'll become more powerful and all that kind of stuff so the light side and the bad side they team up together and they they destroy the Sith. 
Like, apparently every Sith person is in that room and wearing cloaks, and they destroy all of the Sith. So there goes the balance. It's now just, oh, everyone's good now, because we destroyed all of the badness. And then Ray, you know, I, I love... I love the fact that they, Ray was being encouraged by not only Jedi's from the movies, mm -hmm. but you also hear some of the voice actors from the animated series. So, like, you hear Ahsoka Tana <gasps> cheering. Really, yes. I didn't even recognize her voice. Yes, yeah. I, I was like listening to. Her. I was like, "That's Ahsoka Tana." Yes, yes, Ashley. And so I love wow. that, and then Ray dies and apparently now the jedi can like heal wounds and heal each other which if that was the case why didn't obi-wan just you know stitch up qui-gon qui-gon jim back in the right. well he probably didn't have that force power uh well apparently i mean if baby yoda can have it i feel mm. like that's what that scene was in there for so the yeah. people who watched the mandalorian before they go and see the rise of yep. skywalker be like oh they're healers now. Cool. Yep. That's I, a thing. I well, it's, it's probably because their midi chlorian count was off the charts. Oh, shut up oh, with stop your midi chlorian. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. So, Ray. Thank you, Ryan Johnson, for getting rid of midi chlorians. Mm -hmm. So, Ray uses all of her life force and she dies, which you know they're not going to keep because they weren't brave enough to actually kill off Chewie, which they. We think Chewie's dead, but he's not gone long enough for us really to have some emotional investment in him being gone. Same with C-3PO. Like, he wasn't gone Thank you. long enough Thank for you. to care. Lindley. And then, and then there was Carrie Russell, who really had zero point in this movie, which sucks because Carrie Russell is amazing. You um, and me, kid. You and me. But you guys forgot that Carrie Russell was in this movie and it just came out this weekend. And so, Question. in my mind, Ray, I, and I hate this trope of, of, you know, the female dying so a man can be inspired to carry on and become a better person. It's a problematic trope. But it would have made sense with where this film was going. Like, if Ray had died, Ben could have been inspired to repent for his ways to spread the message that it's not just light and dark. Like, fine. But then Ray comes back because of force magic. <laughs> and in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, okay. This could be cool. Like, they both show that it's not just light and dark. Like, I... I'm a Palpatine, but I'm choosing to be good. And I was a Sith, but I'm choosing to be like, that's what. And then he dies. They kiss and he dies. It's like Romeo and Juliet. Oh, sh oh no. Well, you no, know, Star no, Wars was no, inspired no, by no, classical no, literature and no, mythology. I but with, I but with a kiss, I die. <laughs> at this stupid Romeo and Juliet trope. And then he it dies. More Tristan and his old. And it's like, what was what was the point after all? If he had had a line like, it's not just light, it's dark. Like, it's, right. Yeah. If he had had a line like that instead of, I I'm going to kiss a girl and then smile and then I'm going to die. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Ray just leaves his butt behind. 
Oh yeah, he disappeared, so I guess he can't. It was very. It was very much. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it, it's 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 this it, whole movie is very much. Hey, we're sorry that the last Jedi came out. Let's give you what you want, not what you need. Yeah. And then Ray going back to Tatooine. I think I I actually groaned in the theater where it's like, who are you? Ray. Ray what? Ray Skywalker. Like I groaned because like, oh, that's the rise of Skywalker, not the redemption of Ben Solo. Yep. Yep. It's Ray becoming a Skywalker because her her boyfriend died and she pulled a rose from Titanic. Like, what's your name? Rose Dawson. What's your name? Ray Skywalker. <laughs> Although it can be argued, I do like that Ray sees her mentors, not Ben. So it's alluding to Ray is not taking the name because of Ben, but because of the people who raised her up. Which are Leia and Luke. But then it still makes it about the Skywalkers. Yep. And Ben, to me, Ben should have been that. Like you said, Ben was the rise of Skywalker. Ben was the one who taught, who teaches Rey, hey, like you said, there is no light. There is no dark. There was just balance. There was just the force. But I guess not because all the Sith are dead and now it's all good. And now the galaxy is going to be all happy, happy, joy, joy because the the, the force is now one-sided. 10 to 15 years until Disney says, oh, guess what? That wasn't the real end. Here's a new trilogy. Well, no, it's, uh, it's like, I think it's five years. They're giving it five years before they do the next trilogy. Like it's coming, it's coming. Which, which I'm glad you said that because that that kind of brings us into the last segment of the show, which is looking at the looking at the Skywalker saga as a whole, and then looking at the future of the Star Wars universe. I mean, just based off of what we're saying. Okay, let's let's start off with here. Before we get into like the future, let's look at the Skywalker saga as a whole, and we'll go we'll roundtable it again. Steven, looking at from episode one to episode nine, uh, Skywalker saga. What do you think? It was a bumpy ride, but an emotional one, spanning many different generations. I loved it. Looking at episode one to nine, I think that, and again, this might just be the comic book fan of me, I feel like what the MCU did in 10 years, Star Wars should have given us something even better, and they failed. Lindley. I love Star Wars. I will, despite this movie and the problems I had with it, I will forever love Star Wars. This does not diminish the pride I take in Sherry Carrie Fisher's birthday. It does not diminish the memories I have of having lightsaber battles with my dad in our living room in rural North Carolina. But I can see 
this saga being divided in three parts, not prequel, not original, not sequels. It is divided by the pure creativity of the originals, the the kind of corporate corporate control of the prequels and the fan control of the sequels. And I think if Star Wars is going to return to the reputation it once had, I think there needs to be balance. I think I agree with you. But based off of The Mandalorian, one thing, to me, one thing is clear. This has been a race to get away from the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. Yes. This has, this has always been, a, at the end of the day, this has always been about get this trilogy out, let's end the, let's end the story of the Skywalkers so that we can get to making new stories and basically making Star Wars a space opera about many different things aspects of this universe and i'm so excited for that to happen because the mandalorian is there's so much hope riding on it and it's i mean it's hitting it out of the park Mm -hmm. if we carry on with the creativity and the the passion that people like john favreau has for this franchise not just of the skywalkers but of the entire galaxy far far away then there is there is hope and see i think this is where i might take a slight diverge from you two because uh, i firmly believe that what the original trilogy had will never be recaptured uh by this franchise um not to say anything bad about all this new stuff that's coming out but I feel like, you know, the original trilogy was lightning in a bottle, you know, just like Jurassic Park was the first one, just like the first Frozen movie. It, it cannot be duplicated. The impact that the original Star Wars had on the motion picture industry, on the summer blockbuster, on visual effects, just... On fandoms. It, yeah, on fandoms. Um, yeah, it just, it, it, it will never be the like that again. Uh, the prequels proved that, and this trilogy continues to prove that. It'll it'll remain popular, don't get me wrong, but I just, looking at it like that, that's why I think I was able to kind of take the prequels for what they were and enjoy them, why I'm able to take these and enjoy them for what they are. And The Mandalorian, I've only seen one episode because I just haven't had time um, to watch the rest of them, but I can enjoy that too. But I never go in trying to recapture uh, what the originals did uh, because it just isn't going to happen. And I find that that just makes it easier for me to enjoy this extra stuff a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, I, I, me personally, you all know I'm, I've never really been a huge fan of uh, looking into the Star Wars expanded universe that much. Um, I'd never read any of the books or the comics, uh, pre-Disney, uh, doing away with it or anything. I think the only, 
real Star Wars uh, uh, expanded universe thing I'm really kind of interested in was the is that old Nintendo 64 game Shadows of the Empire. Did y'all ever play that? Or y'all remember no. that? I, it's I, a really I, good I'm not game. A big I remember gamer, it, so. but yeah. Well, it was a really good game. I will say that. It was basically sort of like the sort of like a subplot going on between Empire Strikes Back and um uh Return of the Jedi. Um and it was a really pretty really interesting story, really fun game. Uh, but other than that, yeah, um, I, I just feel like it's better to enjoy uh, the franchise for what it is than to keep looking for that first time we saw Luke Skywalker in the Death Star Trench uh, or that moment when Darth Vader says, I am your father. It's just not going to happen. And that's that's my belief and where I stand with it. So, But I don't. I don't think you need that. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. So again, I'm, I'm and I'm gonna make the because to me the the perfect franchise is the MCU right now. When I watched Endgame, I did not expect the the moment when you see after four movies the the like the circling scene where the Chitari are invading New York. They give this battle cry and like all the Avengers are there on screen for the first time ever. And there's this nice like the camera like like swoops around them and you just see like all of them. They're ready to fight. That to me, that was a very that was a that's a very iconic scene in cinematic history. Mm -hmm. You are never going you are never going to get that again. And I don't expect it. Lightning in a bottle. I, I yeah, I, I will never expect that again. When I watch Endgame, I never expect, well, until Rise of Skywalker, of course, I never expected to see, once again, uh, you know, Steve facing down Thanos and his army. And on your left. And hearing on your left. That will forever be an iconic moment. And the thing is, you know it's an iconic moment because Rise of Skywalker copied it. But my thing with the Star Wars universe, because I've never been like a huge Star Wars fan, and I'm not going to pretend to be right now, but I do see potential in this franchise where, okay, if you, want it, if you want it to be a franchise, if you really want it to be a franchise and to compete and to be just as lucrative as your Avengers movies, you've got to give me more story. There is a shelf life for movies that don't expand their universe. Mm -hmm. Look at John Wick. John Wick has a rich history, but like Star Wars, they don't talk about it. They leave it to the audience to be like, okay, well, you know, make up your own theories on like why they have the gold coins or like what this organization is and this, that, and the other. That's bad. You never want a, you never, I don't, as a, as a, cre as a creator, you never want your audience to sink their teeth into your franchise so much, into your world so much, that they then begin to create stuff on their own. You never Unless you're Monty. Right. 
Like unless unless that's your intention to say like I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the franchise and I'm gonna give it back to the people. Unless that's your intention, don't give it completely over to the people because then you have what happens with Star Wars. You get elite. You get elitism. You get gatekeeping. You get those people, like you said, Stephen, who are constantly looking for Luke. I am your father. They're looking for that moment, and like you said, that moment's never going to come again. It is not. You are never going to get that same nostalgia pop as you did when you first saw it. Yeah. But but you can give us something new, something better. You can build on the foundation that you got. And this 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 whole saga, the Skywalker saga has not built on it. And the thing is I'm, and that's why I'm just like get let's get away from the Skywalkers. Please. Like I was so excited with Last Jedi because in to me, the Skywalker saga died in the Last Jedi. Rise of Skywalker, that was the first red flag for me. Because I was like, Oh, are you kidding me? Why are we still talking about them? Why are we still saying like this is who the focus needs to be on? No! Take it away from them. You have your stars. You have Ray. You have Finn. You have Poe. You have Rose. Build on them. I liked that every single, excuse me, that every single movie in the new trilogy killed off a person from the original trilogy to say, this is new. This is different. Stop looking at the past. Like, I, I actually like, like, in hindsight, I actually like them killing off Han Solo in the beginning. Because I was like, thank you for setting that precedent. And then I got mad in Force Awakens, not Force Awakens, in Last Jedi, when when Leia, what did you, you call it, Lindley? Carrie Poppins. <laughs> when she carried Poppins back to the ship, <laughs> I said, you are cowards. You are cowards. Because as an audience member, I remember sitting in the audience, and I think I even said on the show, I was like, "Oh, is this how we're doing this? Is this how is this how we're gonna get rid of Carrie?" I'm like, I would I would expect a little bit more tact, but okay, like if this is what we're doing, like commit to it. And you saw in Last Jedi, I I feel like that was a that was a that was something that they did in post in in post where they were just like, mm, you know what? Let's not let's not kill Carrie off. Like she just died. Let's not do it. But how much more of an emotional arc would Poe have if he's like, if he doesn't have Leia to tell him, like, I always knew you could do it, but you're not ready yet. How much, how much more impact would it have been if Poe is by himself at that last battle on the salt planet yeah. and he's like, we're going to take the fight to, to Kylo. Or... And we're gonna call it. We're gonna call the troops, and they're gonna come in. They're gonna help us. And Poe is wrong. Yeah. Poe is dead wrong. And if it wasn't for Luke showing up at the end, Poe would be dead. The rebellion would be dead. How much more of an emotional impact would that have been? So you go into Rise of Skywalker, or hopefully a better title in this fantasy world that I'm building. You go into that movie thinking, what are you going to do? Because you don't have the original cast to help you. 
as much they've done their war as much as i love holdo i've heard a lot of people saying it should have been leia driving the ship into the the empire's ship because Mm -hmm. that that would have been such a carry thing to do (laughs) just drive right into them flipping them off along the way that's there is a part there is a there's an anime that um a lot of people are very uh high on called uh my hero academia yeah and in that in that show there is a character named all might who is he's basically he's the he's the number one hero no one can beat him he's basically superman but you find out that he can only transform into his muscle quote-unquote muscle form for like three minutes because he got wounded in a fight with his greatest nemesis who was like, I will take you to your limits. Yeah. He gets taken to his limits to the point that he can no longer maintain his muscle form longer than like two seconds now. At the end of that fight, this two-part fight, it took two episodes for them to do this fight, he points out into the audience, and no one knows who he's talking about except for the main character of the series, and he's like, next time, it's you. Can you imagine what that would have been like if Leia, when she go, because you're right, it should have been Leia. If Leia drives that drives that ship into the destroyer, and she and she tells Poe, next time, you're calling the shots. You don't have me to help you anymore. Like this episode nine should have been all been all about the new cast standing on their own two feet. And at the end of the day, they couldn't do it because they had to rely on Palpatine. They had to rely on Lando. They had to rely on Leia. Think about it. Think about the pivotal moments in that movie. Leia had to stop Ben and and, and Ray's fight. Lando had to step in. And who was the big bad at the end of the day? Palpatine. Yep. Doggone it. I liked this movie before this show, this episode. Sorry. <laughs> Lindley. I can feel your anger. <laughs> Lindley's all the whole while while I'm like while I'm talking I just pictured Lindley putting on a hood and like her eyes glow yellow just like good I am the the podcast (laughs) let the hate flow (laughs) do it do it strike strike rise of Skywalker down (laughs) meanwhile meanwhile Steven Steven is who is Steven in this scenario I don't know, but I don't like being Palpatine. <laughs> you're you're the Palpatine of this of this scenario, Lindley. <laughs> you get to make it to the you get to be in like all the movies. Steven is um the dude from The Hobbit. It's really cool seeing him there, but you're like, <gasps> how did you yes! <laughs> Billy Boyd? Really? I was like, what are you doing here, dude? Yeah, that was Dominic Monaghan. Dominic Monaghan. Dominic Monaghan. That's Dominic. right. I forgot his last I name. I liked though. I liked seeing him. He was like, let's right. do this Holdo style. Pew pew. And I was like, <laughs> also, oh Mary. Is it bad that the whole time, like 
everyone knew that Lin Manuel had a cameo in this movie. So the whole time, I got taken out of the movie when they're searching for this myth- mythical MacGuffin called the Wayfinder, and I'm like, Wayfinder. That sounds like Moana. We know the way. Hey, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote that. Isn't he in this movie? So every time they were with the rebels, I was like, where's Lin? <laughs> where was he? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Do you guys know? Where was he? I, he would He would have been in the, the rebel camp. He was in a rebel camp? Oh, now I have to watch that movie probably, again. It's probably that scene at the end where just you watch five minutes of people hugging one another. Uh-huh. Because in the behind-the-scenes thing, you see him with Lando's apparent daughter, and they're like, hey, look at us. So he's somewhere in that scene. Okay. I just don't know where he is because there were so many people hugging. It was five minutes of people hugging. I mean, I get some of the hugs, like the 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 one of um the one of the trio hugging. That was very emotional. But everyone like was hugging. The Ewoks were hugging. Even the trees were hugging. <laughs> Clerks too. And on that <laughs> Thank you. note, <laughs> even the trees walked in that movie. So you so, you know what's coming up next, right? Amazon doing Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yes. That that is happening. I have a very bad feeling about that. Oh Lord. Well, before we before we talk about that slash end the show, um, where where do you want to see? Because it is coming. I mean, this it's not. I mean, they just invested in a whole park. Which my boy Aaron is working at, by the way. Um, he's friends with a stormtrooper. Uh, hey. What? Um, where do you? We're just gonna roundtable it. Where do you want to see the franchise go next? As kind of like a, I'm guessing it is kind of a reboot slash, you know, continuation. Stephen, where do you where do you see episode ten picking up? Honestly, I just want to see the franchise go quietly into the night. I feel like that would be a fitting way to go. And really, I think um, I've been uh, texting my brother Josh here, uh, who also did not really care for the film that much. Um, and uh, one of the things I think that we were kind of wondering was, um, or I was wondering was. You could have ended it where all the Sith and the Jedi die off and uh, kind of like what you were saying earlier about how once they die off, all knowledge of the Force is lost. And it's sort of like that ending of an era permanently. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, for me personally, I think it's fine if they continue, you know, with the expanded universe and all these television shows and other movies. But I... I'd really be fine if it went quietly into the night and there was no episode 10. Seeing as how episode 10 is happening. It's, it's not the, it's not only the Skywalker movies are going to have the episodes in it. Well, they're continuing the movies, right? But it's not the Skywalker saga, right? 
but they're still continuing the movies. But it's not the Skywalker saga. Right. But they're still continuing. Get it. Get it. Hush. They're still continuing the movies. The expanded I, universe. Shush, shush, shush. I would very much like to see, going into the future, I would like them to really commit to the choices made in The Last Jedi. I think that saying that anybody can be Force-sensitive, saying that it's not just the Jedi's story, that there is a rich world that needs to be explored. I think that there's a, I think there's a lot that can be explored in this universe that is just untapped. And we see that with the Mandalorian. We see that this world, this universe, there's religion, you know, like Anna said, like there's a whole, like the Mandalorian religion. I didn't even know that was a religion until the Mandalorian. And you gotta think to yourself, Surely that there's more, there's more to explore. Maz, right, in episode two, in, in The Last Jedi, she was in the middle of, like, like a trade dispute. What was that about? <laughs> like, uh, wait, I'm like, wait a minute, can we, can we, can we stop for a moment and, like, explore that? There's so, there's so much into this world, this universe, that's not centered around the Jedi that we can go further in. I I think, you know, because again, it's it's like saying like let's take a break from Batman. Like the machine will not stop cranking out Batman, but you can explore a different part of Batman. You can explore the Bat family. Let's explore a world, a universe where the Jedi are no more. What do you do then when you don't have Force powers to? grapple onto and in this future where is baby yoda everywhere he is with is us he? always is he everywhere is he one with the force the force is with me <laughs> we don't know right where is he did ray find does ray find him does he seek out ray do they like you said lily like he like that was showing a little bit of the dark side, right? By choking Gina Carano's character, does he make the new, like the new dark Jedi? Does Ray lead the light? So that's a complete flip. A Palpatine leads the light, and a Yoda leads the dark. What does that world look like? I think that it is interesting. I think that it's worth exploring. That is, I think that is how you start it off. You start it off with this idea of, and we talked about this before, okay, the First Order is gone, officially. Now what? That's where you go. Lindley. Honest, Where would you like to see the franchise? I mean, to keep this short and sweet, I want to see new worlds explored, new cultures, and something that's not Skywalker. As much as I love my Skywalkers, I want to see something different. 
The Skywalkers need to end. As the Jedi need to end. And they went out, not with a bang, but with a fizzle. <laughs> Agree to disagree. And that's okay. And that is okay. Yes. Do you hear that, Neckbeards? It's okay. It's not the end of the world. There are a million other more important things to do. Like, like go outside and breathe the fresh air. Talk to people. Hang out with them. Hug people. Tell them you love them. And you know what? If you don't like the story of this franchise, guess what? You can make your own. That's the beautiful thing about being a creative, is that you can you can make worlds of your own. There aren't a lot of original ideas out there. Eventually, you are going to run into like, oh, so like this, X, Y, and Z? Put your spin on it. Create something new. The space opera genre is not a new concept, and it's not solely Star Wars. In a world you filled can... with George Lucas's Be a Christopher Nolan. Mm. Oh my gosh, speaking of which, uh, Tenet? Yes! Ooh, yes. That looks amazing. Uh, amazing. And do you guys realize that's Denzel Washington's son? I had no idea until really? Black Klansman. Really? That, yeah, that. that's his son. Or you could watch that, or you can watch the re-release of Cats. <laughs> or, Cats I believe is I... Being, Cats is being re-released tomorrow. Wait, what? I'm not kidding. Cats, Cats came out the same day that Rise of Skywalker did, and it's being re-released with improved visual graphics. Because that's going to help Cats. I believe I read a tweet that said it's basically uh, a few hours of body horror and frustrating filmmaking. I think it was I think it was Lindsay Ellis who said that. I my, may be butchering that quote, but I love that. <laughs> it's my like, favorite, you know what I'm gonna. My favorite you, review of Cats from Rotten Tomatoes was just one word: woof. <laughs> so so. Listeners, I guess what we have learned today, that no matter what your opinions on Star Wars, we all can join together to say, Cats is terrible. And The Witcher is great. And Bendy and the Ink Machine is terrifying AF. And I'm out of wine. <laughs> I love that. I love that Stevens. Whenever Steven makes a reference, it's always like two years later. <laughs> Everyone's like, Bendy and the Ink Machine. Didn't isn't that a movie that isn't that a game that came out two years ago? No, 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 guys. It's 2017, right? Sure, right? Steven. Sure. So Steven, before before Dave like strangles you through the eat before he fo force chokes you, uh, why don't you tell the folks at home where they can reach you? Um, where they might, you know, you know what you should do now that you have a PS4. You should stream games. I may look into that. That might be fun. Yeah, you should. It's fun. It is very fun. Go ahead. Tell everyone where they can reach you. Folks at home, follow me on Twitter at Saint Albrey. I post my thoughts on life, and uh, I am still continuing my um, 
shall we say, expedition into the MCU. I am almost finished with phase one. Uh, next one on the list is a rewatch of the Avengers, Yay. which which we uh, which actually fun fact we watched uh, as part of my uh, bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. It was. Get out of here. Get out of here. I had no Your idea what was, was going on, but it was so much fun. <laughs> and who and who did it for you? This guy right here, Mister uh, Sally. Oh uh, yes, sir. It was fun. We rode go-karts. Yes, we did. <laughs> it was awesome. We played putt-putt, too, didn't we? We did. <laughs> we did a whole bunch of stuff that night, man. That was great. It I was loved fun. it. We got Sam was there. Josh was there. Yep. Your mom specifically told me, like, please take, please make sure that Steven and his, make sure Steven and his brothers have a good time. And I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Lindley, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can mostly find me on Instagram at Little Lottie. That's little L-O-T-T-I-E. Post a lot of cosplay stuff and things about my life. I'm also on Twitter at Little Lottie91. I also write for both Universal Monsters Universe. I'm part of their social media team. And I also write and help run the Twitter for Outlander Cast. So if you are a Sassanac like Marcus and I are, which is the first time we've Talked about Outlander on the podcast today. I'm so proud of us. Uh, you can check me out there. <laughs> and of course, folks at home, you can always reach me on that Twitter, though, at uh, Mark Leroy, M-A-R-C underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. You can also find me on Facebook, uh, where, uh, of course, I'm always in uh, the film talk group, uh, posting things, um, just kicking up a whole bunch of ruckus um, because we enjoy talking about uh, talking about movies in a very exciting, non-pretentious way. Uh, you can also hear me on a variety of different podcasts, uh, most notably Continuum Force, a sci-fi uh, podcast. Uh, and I am going to be in an upcoming game called Jaws of Extinction and another podcast, which I think is actually going to premiere very soon. I need to double check, um, but it's called The Patron Saint of Suicides. It's very, 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 very dark. Um, very, very uh, almost like crime thriller noir-esque, uh, but it is so, it's so well written. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Um, it's going to be an awesome, awesome ride. <sighs> Well, guys, I think that's everything. I'm going to get back to watching The Witcher <laughs> and probably pouring myself another glass of this delicious scotch. I'm going to pack to head home for the holidays. <gasps> She'll be home for Christmas. Yeah. I, f I forgot your parents' name. I was going to throw them in there. <laughs> Mike and Sue Keat. Hi, Mr. Mrs. Keat. Yes, absolutely. The gift that keeps on giving. Oh, I oh we should say this. Uh next episode is going to be uh a clip show because we want to focus more on, you know, spending time with our families. We're still of course going to recap uh what we thought was going to be the best movies of this year and see if they were right or wrong. Um, but we're also going to talk about our top three movies of the decade. Mm -hmm. So 
Next episode is going to be a little strange because it's not going to be like this um, per se, but um, it's still going to be very fun, and I hope that you guys will enjoy us. So, yeah. I think that's, I think now that is everything. So, from all of us to all of you, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now. May the force be with you. Feliz Navidad. This is the way.